Welcome back to the Joat Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 177, talking about the Leafs in the second round on the brink of elimination. So, the Leafs advance to the second round, but as they haven't done in the last 19 years, they still haven't won a game. No, we're still waiting for... They, they could, it, this could continue the streak, even though you win a round. That, that'll be the big debate. Is it enough to win a round and then not win a game? Ouch. Yeah. You have, fond, not... you have fond memories of 2004, right? Round two? Yeah. Philly. Did we talk about that last time? Nope. Philly, Toronto. What you told me, one of your favorite sequences ever. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Like, just, well, Sammy Kapanen gets... Getting demolished by Tucker. Along the boards, doesn't know where he is. He's playing defense in that game because the Flyers are already shorthanded for the series. And then Rowanick and Recky come down on a two-on-one the other way and score. And I do believe that was game seven in Toronto. And I think the Flyers were up 3-1 in the series. Wow, and almost blew it. Yeah. Good thing you don't have to live live with that yeah. guilt. Um, Chuck Manic in that <laughs> Roman Chuck Manic was that before I must I guess before the Robert Esch and Taron Inamaki yeah that was the next failure <laughs> goaltending duel uh, so obviously we're gonna go NHL playoffs NBA playoffs uh, the MLB uh, just the bloodbath that is the AL East already which yeah currently has the Yankees sitting in last place yeah with a winning record <laughs> uh, then. NFL, Rodgers, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, some draft stuff. Uh, our pick aside is the NBA versus the NHL playoff scheduling, which actually isn't as far apart as it usually is with this Leafs-Panthers very odd scheduling series. Uh, and then our next pick aside, or our pick aside for next week is going to be, should we measure greatness by championships? Can we'll, we'll talk about Giannis's quotes after, after losing in round one. But let's... Right. Let's start in the NHL. Let's start with good old Connor Bedard. And outside of the Stanley Cup, this was the most important day of the season. Uh, m- yes, and Perf- I would say since McDavid, since the McDavid draft year. That it's a, a generational talent. Yeah. Like How many generational gonna... talents can play together? Because we're about to get a third. We are? Oh, you mean at the same time yeah. in the same league? Um. That's a good question because, like, Iserman, Messier are close to those generational talents, in my mind, and they played at the same time as Gretzky and Lemieux. And if you want to add, like, Ray Bork, like, there was some pretty heavy-hitting superstars in the 80s and 90s that all kind of played together. So we're we're good on so it's three generational talents. We're not putting like McKinnon, Matthews, McCarr, none of those guys. Um, they're close. Uh, it's almost like you'd, you'd have to wait to see how the their career pan, pans out to either put them in or leave them out. Uh, and we did find out, unfortunately, that Connor Bedard. I mean, we could say maybe, but everybody knows yeah. Connor Bedard is going to be a Chicago Blackhawk. Correct. Yes. Which. I have to say, I, I think I've said this before, but this to me was the worst case scenario. Right. This is not what that franchise deserves. And apologies to the fans and anybody in that organization that is 
trying to help or that is a part of the change. And obviously right. you're getting this generational talent, yep. but just, I just think I, I believe in karma and I don't think it was, it was just here. Like it just was, right. there was no, there's no repercussions. You get rid of Patrick Kane and your Jonathan Taves is going to leave and in comes Connor Bedard. Right. Unless they trade it. That would be awesome. Like I said, like he hasn't come out and said he won't play for anybody yet. But now that that's complete, we'll see if something changes there. Because how how big of a statement would that be from Connor Bedard saying I I don't really agree to play for a franchise that what what they did what they covered up like that'd wow be, eh? that'd like be pretty cool yeah but it's hockey players they're yeah. not really gonna like we talked about it last time how the 2013 Blackhawks were complaining that they weren't being celebrated like sorry this franchise doesn't deserve celebration right now right and now that that all changes and I just. I mean, even like the Red Wings had a five percent chance, so um, right. my, my expectations weren't high. It was just praying for Washington's card to come up instead of theirs. And even then, if the Red Wings were in the top three, to me, if you don't get Bedard and like Anaheim, now you get Adam Fantilli. Right. That's n- definitely not a bad consolation no, prize. Exactly. That is the McDavid Eichel. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a fair yeah comparison. He's, he's gonna be really good. Even third, because I to me third is Leo Carlson, and that is a that's a man. He's built for the NHL already, right. and playing with men. I don't and know even if, fourth, the Russian. Like yeah. he might not come for four years, but he might be your Ovechkin in four years' time. Yeah, it was how, that would to me that would be a great pick for Chicago. Give like give a few more years. To, yeah, like to I feel rebuild. Like, I feel like they haven't had to rebuild very long compared to like. The Flyers and the Ducks and the Canucks and there's some other teams that, yeah, what I would have thought would have went in there. But yeah, like to me, Fantilli, at this point in his career, I think he's better than McDavid. I'm just saying at that same point, like he was more or as noticeable as McDavid was at 17. Like, yeah, McDavid okay, I was on that. the fourth line. Right, and like nobody, like like everyone said, well, how good is this? Like in my mind, I can say this right now: Connor Bedard is the best junior hockey player that I have ever seen in my life. I think McDavid was sixteen. I think McDavid was sixteen on the fourth line. Okay, I think he came back as a seventeen-year-old, and that was the World Juniors that he dominated. Fair enough. But like in terms of Bedard, Bedard, Bedard is both better. years, yeah, and well, and won both. Yeah, that is true. One game himself. Yeah, because I think McDavid was on a team with like McKinnon and Druin. Druin. Oh yeah, I think that was that team that I was not very was... good. Okay. Like they, uh, it was probably one of the. It was either the U.S. or Finland that won that year. Maybe I'm confusing a couple years, but I, I, I like that Fantilli. The impact he had in those big games. Yeah, like he again was very close to McDavid. So like. Yeah, like you could see two more generational players. And that Russian kid, when we saw him, again, he was only 16 and he was dominating for Russia. Yeah. So, like, there could be three, realistically. Is is the Fantilli-Matthews comparison yeah. a little... No, I like it. Okay. I, I like, from what I've seen from him, he looks like the same kind of player. I guess my... Now that the so the Red Wings stay at nine, the Flyers stay at seven. Right. 
I don't know if you've looked at any other guys in this draft or if yep. it's just Bedard or Bust. Do you have nope. players in mind? Yeah, for sure. I, I would like to move up a couple spots if you could to get like that Carlson kid if you can. But we'll see. The spot that the Red Wings are in, to me, I would think of the defensemen from either there's a Swedish defenseman from the World Junior, Sandine Pelika, who's right. pretty good. Yep. Underager that was out there in overtimes. Yep. Or um, the Austrian defenseman, too, which is funny that they're both right handed, which is probably not what the Red Wings need, but. Which is surprising because most teams dying for a right-handed defenseman. I guess now they did get rid of I, – I still forget Ronick isn't he's on the gone. team anymore. Right, like so they, they could use him. Uh, so from that disappointment, let's go – let's rewind <laughs> to round one. Uh, the Devils beat the Rangers in seven games, yeah. and it was the Akira Schmidt Akira Schmidt's show. That was wow, very that was difficult to say. Very easy for you to say. He just stepped in in game two, game three? Game, that's a good question. I want to say three because I don't know they if you. They have flip-flopped goalies more times than any other team. And this is point. this is their third goalie technically, I guess, yeah. on their depth chart because yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood is right. hurt or yeah. not playing. Not playing. Um, and he just walks in and steals the show and steals yeah. really the series from the Rangers because I, I think the part that – I want to be remembered is this is not Igor Shosturkin's fault. He did no. everything he could he, to save the Rangers. He played well. Um, really, Zabanajad, no goals, just didn't produce. Panarin. Panarin didn't produce. Right? Those guys, like, we're not, you know, you don't need to score five goals in a series, but you need to score. Yeah. A right? Couple. And though, yeah, you need to get a couple goals at least to get you over the hump and. You win the first two on the road, you're in the driver's seat, and it costs Gerald Galan his job. I also think another one, and I think he had five points in the series, but Patrick Kane, who is dealing with a lower body body injury, him and Tarasenko are in this position now where do you want to come back to this team? Right. Like, you're unrestricted free agents. Yeah, because you, can, go you wherever. can. You can play for a million bucks or whatever, right? I'm sure they can get a little bit more than that, but... the, the Like, what... I feel like the Rangers are leaving the first round as the most confusing. Like, what do we do? Like, yeah. apparently it's Lafreniere or Capocacco could be cap casualties, and they'd have to get rid of two guys that are under 23. That's not good. And you think they're going to get better and eventually be your second-line guys at some point. But they right? just kind of but. went all in on getting big name. Like they, I feel like yeah. the part that doesn't get talked about enough is they made a big swing to get truba who i don't think was bad no but is he your captain number well, i guess he doesn't have to be your number one defenseman no. when you have nope. adam fox exactly yeah but it's he just played his part what what do the range i mean it's a bigger question for later but just i don't know what they do like firing your coach was pretty much the only yeah what else they had do? yeah they had nothing else they like i said sometimes i think i talked about this with the leafs sometimes you make too many moves and, and it kind of disrupts your chemistry. And I'm just wondering if that is what happened here because the power play looked invincible um, the first two games or maybe even three games. Kreider was touching, deflecting everything. Wow. It was like this guy is going to score 20 goals in the first round. Oh, yeah. I Actually, no, okay, I I'm, was about to get ahead of myself. Um anything else from that series Sir, no just I, I i got i had the rangers going 
all the way to the final. Man, we both did. Yeah, they had to. Like I said, you can't blame it on goaltending, but what you can give credit to, I I think, is Lindy Ruff's mm-hmm. coaching adjustments. So yeah, he changes the uh, the goalie, which obviously that made a bit of a change. But the Devils also got I, I found. Um, I didn't realize how physical they can be, and they match the Rangers in this series, and they're faster, and that to me was the difference in the series. Is it is it a good comparison to say that the Devils team this year feels like the Rangers team last year? Yeah, yeah, they're the surprise. Like I told, I I remember saying this. Like they're the surprise team, so they're either gonna learn and lose in the first round, or this could be the team that goes all the way. Yeah. They, they could easily do that. Uh, our next series, Florida beats Boston in seven games. Clearly not the... I mean, they blow a 3-1 series lead, but I think anybody trying to compare this to the Tampa team that lost mm-hmm. to Columbus, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison. Th- this was a good series. Like, Boston played well. Like, it's not like they played terrible. Something's wrong with Allmark. I'm sure you're going to hear he had some kind of, a, of an injury. Not goaltending wasn't the issue. Boston, there's a few games they totally outplayed Florida. And again, you get a hot goalie, just got to win one, steal a game, take one to overtime, get a bounce, and all of a sudden now you're in. Yeah, that was like the the best part about this is the revival of Sergei Bobrovsky. Like one day, I think think the NHL needs to make a documentary about this guy because I remember – when he first came to the Flyers, and it was, oh, my God, this kid, he's incredible. Superstar, yeah. How, like, he's going to be the Flyers goalie for the next decade. Yeah. And then he suddenly forgets how to close his five hole yeah. and gets run out of Philly yeah. to Columbus. Or does he go right to Columbus? Maybe there's a team in between. But ends up in Columbus where he revives his career right. again. Right. Mainly because of John Tortorella. Right. That coaching style there, for sure. And then gets this big contract from Florida. And yeah. last year it was, wow, you're just going to let this $10, $11 million goalie just sit on the bench because every other goalie was better. Yeah. He was a third string goalie. And now he's... And, and they won the President's Trophy. So the, there's a stat for you. That's the first time, I guess, in history that um, President's Trophy winners over the last two years consecutively played each other in the playoffs oh that is a nifty especially because of just it doesn't feel like that same florida team because of it, it is different but it is the nucleus is there right so in my mind i think they kind of learned from that tampa series like because they lost some good players like how's claude Giroux feeling today like geez that team's up three nothing in the second round we even make the playoffs and i i you know, if you look on paper, that team looked better last year. I had them beating Tampa Bay. Yeah, that felt like that right? team they loaded up. Like, yeah. Better defensemen. They lost the defensemen. Yeah, it's not like right? they really replaced Uyghur. No. The, the, just Montour's played that much better. Like, it, Remember I said, like, look at his stats. He's he like 70 80, points. Yeah. So. It was ridiculous this year. And you, and he's playing well. He's, he's out playing Riley. Sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're still talking the first round. But he 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 outplayed McAvoy in the first round, and Bergeron and Krejci both went through injuries during the, the series. Yeah, that unfortunate. Yeah, they were they were playing at probably fifty percent or whatever, right? And yeah, is this a is and this Bergeron the- couldn't score. How how is his summer going to go? Right, he could have been the hero and won the series in five in the last second. Like that—that's—that's that's hard to swallow. They were that close to closing them out. 
Yeah, that is right? true. Like, like, again, Florida stepped up, but Boston played well. This was a good series. Yeah, this was just... Right? Like, league fans are going, oh, but Florida, you've got to watch the games. You can't just watch the Toronto Maple Leafs because that's going to just kill you in your own right, the way they're playing. It just let, it led into that game seven, and there was a minute left, and Boston's up one after Florida's up two nothing or three nothing in the game. Yes, because we were in Vegas. Rex got Florida. Yeah, two nothing. We go to have something to eat. Come back. It's three two Boston. Like like so. We're, oh, this is over, right? Boston's finally gonna. They have a little extra gear and they turn it up. Is this one like? Do we do we blame how good Boston was? of why they lost because they were so good and didn't have those competitive games. Like I know they were still playing hard and they were still beating teams, but what did you have to play for? Florida fought tooth and nail and just to, to get in to their credit. Yeah. I didn't want them in the playoffs. I'm like, right. this team is going to roll over to a team like Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And they did the exact opposite. And right. like Sam Bennett comes back in the middle of this series. Right. And scores in his first game, this whole team. And I think, as much as Barkov is their captain and their leader, I think he is more of the Bergeron, the silent type. I think Matthew Kachuk is truly their leader now. Yeah, absolutely. He's a superstar. Like, he, he's, a, he's a playoff hockey player. Like, here's a guy that trade for him at the deadline every year because he's going to do damage come April and May, always. He's just that kind of – You want to? how do you want to play it? You want to run and gun? I can score goals between my legs. Right, you want to play the hard game along the boards? I can play it that way too. He can do it all, and he and he did in that first round. Uh, which leads us into the Toronto Maple Leafs ending their 19-year drought. They beat the Lightning in six, which I think they're up three-one in this series, and they lose that game five. And I think every Schwinkter just tightened, thinking if this goes back to Toronto to Game Seven, who who thought they would win that game? Well. You know what? The the surprising thing in this series was um, the Leafs were outplayed in four out of the six games, really, and should have lost the series. But that's kind of not the way they normally play. They normally outplay teams and don't win. And it was it just came back the opposite way for Tampa Bay. Should have won this series. They were the better team with the like the pileup of injuries. And I think this is. This is this four-year run now encapsulated, and I think, not that I think there's some big change coming to this team, but this is four years where Vasilevsky talked about that, not that he was overplayed, but that he struggled with how much he had to play, and Hedman got hurt in the series, and Stamkos is dealing with the same. Yeah, Stamkos is dealing with an injury. Point was, I don't think Kucherov was, which is no. surprising because he yeah. was quiet towards the end of the series. I agreed. Yeah, and for the Leafs, it was. It was the big guns. It was that yeah. core. I mean, I know we say core four, but yeah. I like to say core five because I think Morgan Riley deserves to be in that, in that group. Fair enough. And yeah. he was he was incredible in that series. Yes. Yeah. He was the best defenseman in the series for sure. And thank you, uh, Bunting, for <laughs> helping that stat out. Yeah, well. that's another thing. Tampa's going to come back next year <clears throat> with a long summer, the longest summer they've had in since 2019. Right. Chernak's going to come back. Yeah. I, I think this is a scary team next year. Yeah, they'll still be good for sure. It To me, the most imp- impressive player in the in the whole series for me was Hagel. Yeah. He played real. He, he almost looked like point out there sometimes. He was lugging the puck. And 
I don't, I don't know what the stats were, but I'm sure Tampa Bay uh, had puck possession at least 65% of the time. The Leafs just, they just seemed like they were struggling in that first round. Kudos to Samsonov. He, he outplayed Vasilevsky. Yep. He outplayed him. And that game four comeback? Was it the comeback? Or was it game six that they had to come back? The Matthews, like the yeah, game where uh, Matthews. There was a few games they came back. The 4-1 comeback, though, was, I want to say, game, game four. Four, when yes, they had I to, believe. Well, they won, in, I guess they won three of the games in overtime. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that performance, and I was ready that day to be like, wow, is is Matthews the second best player in hockey? Because it was just this moment of like, okay, guys, I got this. Just give me the puck. And right. he scored two goals in that third period, or yeah. two goals in the game, and yeah. they come back and win. And it just is shocking that eight days ago it's celebrations and now it's looking at the most daunting hill in sports. Right. Um, I love the la- – we ended the last episode after the Islanders were down 2 nothing in their series. Yeah. Thinking, we're not worried. I, I wasn't. I, <laughs> they, I'm still not. Even they, though they They're lost. still going to come back. No, uh, it, that was a close series. It could have went either way. That was just, I think – a Rod Brindamore masterclass of like like we were talking we were talking about this earlier the way that they're playing and they got run and gunned by New Jersey in the last game but right. the way they're playing is just it's spectacular because it's so not spectacular it's it's not flashy it, it, this is the best way I can probably put this in in putting a positive spin on it is they're playing like the New Jersey Devils of the '90s with the trap, but it's at it's entertaining, entertaining. If that makes trap. sense because enter, an entertaining trap because like they're skating, there's chances they're 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 just limiting the chances that they're giving up. Yeah, it kind of seems like it's the New Jersey Devils, but also can score <laughs> right and can't hook, yeah, right and hold and do all that stuff. But yeah, they they just seem to be playing the most complete game, and it's almost better when the other team scores first on Carolina because Carolina then has to open up a little bit. Yeah, instead of just doing keep everything thing. to the outside. Yeah. Um, let's slide over to the Western Conference. Vegas beats Winnipeg in five. I remember after game one and everyone turned into, wow, what Winnipeg, they not, could do some damage. Not me. No, I, I think we both knew what this team was. Yeah. And they lose Morrissey, Shifley gets hurt, yeah. and they just injuries. rolled over. Yeah, ex- injuries and Vegas was the better team in this series. It, it, yeah, Winnipeg got lucky in the first game. Yeah, if this went six, I think that's probably what I predicted. But Win- Winnipeg... Again, they were like Florida of the West, but they didn't deserve to get in either. They just didn't play well. The teams below them, well, Nashville traded away everyone. They didn't want to make the playoffs, and they still almost made it. Yeah, they almost and, backed their and, way in. And Calgary just just couldn't find a way to win. It's almost we just didn't need an eighth Western Conference playoff team. Like, we were good with seven. Yeah. There wasn't that... It's almost like they should have just let Buffalo make the playoffs. Yeah, because Pittsburgh side. didn't deserve it. They no. lose to Columbus and Chicago their last two games. They on most must win games. Yeah. Uh, Dallas beats Minnesota in six. Another just like 
a six game series that almost was underrated. It felt just, like an eight game series <laughs> the way it was played. It was just like I know there was the Dallas had the one blowout, but outside right. of that, it was just a tight checking series where you can Smart. point to Minnesota and go, look, Kaprizov had one point in the series. Right. Joel Erickson Eck had a broken leg. Like tr- just, and tried to play. He did. Played one shift. Shift just to try I gotta try it out at least. It was just bad luck for Minnesota. Yeah. And I think Dallas Dallas, I think, is the most underrated playoff experience team. Like, For I, sure. I know people are going to say, oh, it's the bubble. What does it matter? This team made the Stanley Cup final yep. with pretty much their whole core still there. Right. And they just have a better goalie now. Right. The only the only problem I have with Dallas is they've got lots of age gaps. Right? <laughs> so, like, their first line, you know, they're listening to hip-hop, but their third line are listening to 70s music. <laughs> Even right. well, poor Joe Pavelski is on a line yeah, with There you go. Babies. And he's even, well, I, I wasn't even thinking of him. He's even older. He's listening to 60s music, probably. <laughs> yeah, because then yeah. the the Sagan and Ben, now they're just like supporting pieces, which yeah. is incredible. Right. And they had good years, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. Ben had 78 points this year. He's like a point, point, point of game player. I think he won the, the Art Ross with that many points. Whenever yeah, he back did. in the day. Yeah. Um, Seattle beats Colorado in seven. Surprise. This this Seattle team, like, again, I didn't watch them much during the season. Watching yeah. them now, how could you not love this team? They're, they're exciting, but they were all year, like, just watching highlights. You know they're going to score. Yeah. And you know they're going to give up. Didn't they have that, like, 11-10 game yeah. with L.A.? Yeah. Like, they just they, – they, this team just rolls four lines. Like, everyone plays – 12 minutes and 30 seconds, like each line. And they just roll the lines, and there's no first line. There's no fourth line. Go out and do your thing. I think I forget about probably one of, one of, if not my favorite player in hockey, which is Oliver Bjorkstrand. Like, he is just, like, a pure, not even just a goal scorer, because right. this whole Seattle team is just, okay, we need so, to put out our defensive line. Uh, okay, that's, that's all of them. That's the next line. Yeah. Who, who was up next? And like Grubauer, who's playing the series. great? Yeah, like he did, he wasn't even the starting goalie halfway through the year. It was Martin Jones. Yeah. So and so yeah, Grubauer is now starting to earn the money that you know. Why, why this is why the Kraken signed him. And for Colorado, they lose Valerie Nachushkin for very concerning reasons. Right. I don't really want to get into that, but yeah, just he he was. Escorted out of the team hotel, yeah. sent home, and Not good. that's a big piece. And yeah. it's a team that already didn't have Landis Cog. Yeah. And they lost Kadri. Right. McCarr gets suspended for a game. Right. It was just kind of, it's almost like they got to the playoffs with a Stanley Cup hangover. Yeah, exactly. It, and like Rantanen was still as good as he was in the regular season. McCarr was definitely quiet. And McKinnon, I would say. I would just say underperformed because I expect I expect what he did last year in the playoffs, right? Which was the McDavid spectacular goals, yeah. Still scored, still got points, yeah. Just, still made an impact, yeah. but almost the same way as McDavid isn't making as much of an impact, right? Uh, then our final series is uh, Connor McDavid and those Oilers. It, it's Leon Dreisaitl on the Oilers right now, for sure. They beat the Kings in six, and it kind of felt like that game, the Jack Campbell game, where he he came in in a relief, relief. Of Skinner, yeah, flipped the series, but also Campbell hasn't Didn't, played. Since. Yeah, I, that was strange to me. Like, like he flipped the series, then why wouldn't you go back to him? 
which is really strange. I, I agree. It's that, a, that's it's a, a weird move. It's a gamble that's worked. Absolutely. Which usually doesn't. It, you know, it, actually, the reason why it doesn't work is because the coach goes with the other guy. Yeah, like they just came in. You would you, go to Campbell. Like what New Jersey did. You <laughs> flip the goalies. You don't go back to Vanacek and say, well, you already lost two. We'll just put them in for relief. Um, I did want to give you, to wrap up round one, I did some round one awards. Okay. Um, so our Rocket winners were tied between Miko Rantanen and Leon Dreisaitl, who both yeah. scored seven goals in the first round. Unbelievable. Which means in the three games since, Dreisaitl has scored six. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm shaking in my boots, Reggie Leach and Yuri Curry. Your, your streak is very strongly in doubt now i, I was waiting to ask you that because yes. he's at yeah he's at 13 right he's he's shooting 40 percent 40 percent that's like you know in baseball a, a guy hitting 400 or even basketball if you're hitting 40 percent from three you're a that's important a player yeah um our first award our, so those are uh rocket was those two yep. art ross rupe hints 12 points in the first round against a solid minnesota defensive squad um, our first award is going to be the Ghost Award. So there's only okay. one award that everyone I gave three nominees except for the Jack Adams because I just don't think anyone was as good as Lindy Ruff. Right. He made the adjustments. Maybe Brenda Moore, but... Yeah, yeah, he was up there, but yeah, no. Down to not losing the first two games at home and figuring it out, kudos to the coach. Um, our Ghost Award, our nominees are Artemi Panarin, Kale McCarr, and Mark Shifley. Oh, Gosta Spare's not in there? <laughs> no, because you, yeah. you can notice him at least. Oh, okay. Um, personally, I, I would say Panarin. Yes. Just for not even the points, but just it felt like it, he didn't want the puck. Yeah, like it's almost like he was looking to pass to like his new line mates or something, right? Like, yeah. I uh, want to make Patrick Kane happy. Yeah. Uh, would you agree, Panarin? Yeah. Uh, GM, so this is, again, after the first round, but Kyle Dubas, he got the team out of the first round. Wow, was he ever excited throwing water bottles and, and high-fiving Jason Spezza? Uh, like, he's and he just, was, he just figuring he saved his job, right? Yeah, and he was yelling at Tampa fans, which I yes. actually really liked. Right, and for some reason, he's got a Tim Hortons coffee cup wherever he goes. <laughs> I, I don't understand Maybe that. it's good luck. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so Kyle Dubas, uh, Bill Zito, the Florida Panthers GM, I think deserves deserves some recognition for making that big swing of a trade, which right. at the time was, wow, that's a weird trade. Like I right. remember talking about like, why did they it's do not that? not an advantage to anyone, but obviously it is. Uh, and thirdly, Ron Francis, which you could also throw in um, whoever's the Carolina GM. Maybe Bill Zito. No, Bill Zito's the Florida GM, but also Ron Francis because he, in year two, constructed the Vegas Golden Knights again. Yeah, which they don't get enough credit. So I'm glad you added that one because if there was no Vegas Knights, if they never existed and Seattle is the new expansion team, we would be like flabbergasted right now. Just the fact that they made the playoffs in year two. Yeah, but the expectations now, are you got to make changed. the cup final. Yeah, <laughs> that's unrealistic. But anyway, yeah, just kudos for them making the playoffs. Uh, out of out of those three, yeah. who, who would you pick? For the GM GM award of the first round, uh, I would have to go with Francis. I, I think I would have to go Bill Zito because they took that swing, right? And that we criticized for sure. Yeah, that's just worked out. And right. Matthew Kachuk's name is gonna come back up in these awards. Uh, 
our lady Bing, because I think it's funny, uh, Callie Yarncroak, Blake Wheeler, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. Just, they didn't take penalties. It's, it's wow. all I got for you. Gotcha. You don't really have to pick that one. I just thought it was funny. Um, our Selkie, so the defensive what about, forward. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't put Jack Hughes in there. <laughs> well, he's definitely not second round now. Definitely not w- winning the Lady Bing now. No. Uh, Selkie Award: Matthews, Mark Stone, Sam Bennett. Hmm. I probably have to go with Stone. The way he's come back and yeah, like he's he's played all year, and he except he's healthy and fresh. Um, I guess just in the first round, I think I would say Bennett for the same reasons as Stone that he right. just walked back in and was just same old. I didn't know playoff Sam Bennett was a thing, but I I, I guess it is Bennett and Reinhardt. Yeah. Um, our Calder Trophy only has two nominees because I couldn't find a third that a third rookie that's made an impact, and it's Akira Schmid and Matthew Nice. What about Matty Beniers? Oh yeah, I'll throw him in there for for you. Maddie, right. I'll, I'll pick knives though. <laughs> more than more than the goalie, more than the Devils goalie. Uh, is he a rookie? He's a rookie, twenty-two okay, year old rookie. Go with the devil, then. That like, I I, almost, I put knives in there as a courtesy. Oh, okay. Just because I I think he arguably might be the Vesna Trophy winner, which we'll do now because uh, Philip Grubauer, Akira Schmid, and because he deserves his credit, Igor Shosturkin. He right. was the second best goalie in the series. Yeah. Ar- you could argue he was the best goalie in the series. Right. And he lost. Lost, yep. Uh, who would you take out of those three? Uh, the Rangers goalie. <laughs> Which is so, like, he's the, maybe we call it the Jake Ottinger Award for yeah. being the best goalie you, that lost in the first exactly. round. Exactly, yeah. Give him the Conn Smythe. I still think... Ottinger deserved Conn Smythe votes last year. I don't care that he played seven games. Um, Our Norris Trophy. Um, I almost made the Bobby Orr one for offensive defensemen, but I couldn't find enough defensemen for both. Um, Our Norris nominee is Miro Heiskanen, Brandon Montour, and Evan Bouchard. Wow, you didn't put Riley in there, right? Yeah, because that's why I was trying to do the Bobby Orr one for him. Bouchard. That's your pick? Yeah. I mean, for... I guess what our expectations were for him, yeah, where he's not supposed to be their third defenseman, exactly. But he's now he's playing with Ekholm and power play on the number one unit. Um, I put Montour, but now I feel like I probably should have put Riley, and Montour just got a lot of points. Right, Maybe. Montour's not a bad choice either. No, he made a big impact. You could almost go with four guys there. Yeah, really. Um. And finally, our Hart Trophy nominees for round one are Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, and I said his name was coming back, Matthew Kachuk. I'd have to go with Dreisaitl. He just dominated that first round. Yeah. And is continuing. Yeah, it hasn't stopped. I I feel like I caught myself in a moment going like, I think I forget how good Leon Dreisaitl is because Connor McDavid's on his team. And it's just surprising that they have him on the same line. You'd think you'd want to separate the two of them to even out the lines because it's almost like they're too dominant when they're together. And their power play is ridiculous. I think they're on a 40% clip there too. In the playoffs? Yeah. I think they have more playoff goals than all the other teams combined is what (laughs) they were saying yesterday. That is, and that's with an injured Connor McDavid, or right. presumably injured Connor McDavid. Right. 
uh, which we can we'll get into round two. Let's just rip the Band-Aid Leaf fans. They're, Hold they're, on one second. Just okay. a couple more comments for round one. Um, one uh, two awards. Uh, one goes out to the Dallas slash Minnesota fan. I'm sorry or I'm happy for you. I'm not sure. Cause Whichever you side you pick. Switch teams or you like both or whatever. And sticking with that series, uh, Gary Suter, who can say, suck it. You let me go, you bought me out, and now I beat you. Brian Suter. Yes. Said Gary. Oh, Gary, sorry. Is Gary Suter like his dad? He, I don't know, his <laughs> uncle or something. And and the last point I'll make, which you just kept saying after every series, injuries. Most teams lost because they lost players and lost important players or didn't have them at all. Yeah, that's actually really... Right? Like, it was a very common theme that you were saying, like, oh, look at Colorado. Oh, yeah, but they didn't have Landeskog, and McCarr got suspended, right? But every every series, like the Bruins, right? They had major injuries. They played, but they were hurt. I'm going to say, looking at this, that two teams, I think, only two teams didn't get caught by the injury bug that lost, and that's the Rangers. Right. It's not that I can nope. think of. No, nope, you're right, yeah. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about the Truba hit on Timo Meyer oh, in right. game, game seven. Wow. I don't think that was dirty. No, that's but it's Truba again, right? If it was any other Ranger defenseman out there, it's probably not even talked about at all. I, I caught myself getting mad because I heard them trying to talk about, oh, should they re- review this for a five-minute major? Right. And I was yelling at Timo Meyer, pick your head up. It's Jacob Truba. He's, right. He's out there kept, to hit you. That's right. Yeah. And he was out for he missed game one against carolina right and had a full shield probably broke his nose exactly and i'm not gonna lie it's his fault (laughs) i'm not victim blaming it's just your fault pick your head up right it's the playoffs and the other team la i can't i guess they didn't have fiala and velarde to start the series right so i guess you can even chalk chalk that up oh islanders Ah, no yeah barzell just came back right he wasn't 100 percent there we go. Congratulations, Rangers. You have another another feather in your cap. Yeah. Uh, which was... Not a good one. Gerard Gallant gets fired. Right. Which is what we said was the only move. The other firing, which was weird after the Flames had already parted ways with Bradshaw Living. Right. And presumably had kept Daryl Sutter, but yeah. fired him couple, later on. A couple like, weeks after. Yeah. We want to stay in the headlines, I guess. Which is... It's too bad because, I mean... I don't think he's coaching in the NHL again. I think he's no, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's good for sure. He's gonna go work on his farm, farm for and sure, yeah. be so happy with life. He doesn't have yeah. to talk to the media, media anymore. That's right. Um, or anybody. No, just maybe his brothers if they're there, yeah, or his horses or cattle. <laughs> um, I think the this the sad but understandable part of him getting fired was that multiple flames rescinded their trade requests. Okay. They didn't say who, but right. they said multiple. So right, right. Clearly, he just lost that room. Right, for sure. And I don't know. It's probably not going to be hard. You just flip a coin, and who's going to be the next coach? Dallas yeah. Akins, he's available. It, right. It's a fraternity, and there's yeah. like 40 just guys. The, just turn on the TV. There's guys there that are just dying to, for an interview. Uh, Kevin Bieksa, I hope I hope we never lose him because yeah. he is incredible. Yeah. I think one day we need to, like for the Stanley Cup final, they should pick the best crew like they should have paul bisonette and kevin bxa right. right and elliot friedman and whatever host you want they should right. like combine the tnt and sportsnet crews You're right because that would be really fun and maybe bring brian burke back yeah he's looking for a job first first intermission 
Um, so we talked about so so round two, the Leafs are down three nothing to Florida. Game by game, game one was just it was high intensity. It was two teams coming off pretty big emotional series. Yeah. So Florida, I thought was more on point. And again, it's in Toronto, game one, and Florida comes out like gangbusters. Why I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah, that didn't. It just doesn't make sense to me. And then game two, the Leafs it, had a little more fight back. The, the Leafs were the better team in game two for sure. Like in that third period, they were all over. Bobrovsky again. What do you have to do in a series? Steal one game. Well, home ice advantage. And I love. I'm. I'm sure Jay Onright's happy that he gets to be Bobrovsky. They're back on the case. Yes. Um. And then. Game three was just I, – I don't watch enough Leaf games to say it's the worst game of this era, but I would say in terms of the stakes and trying to not go down 3 nothing in the series, Matthews and Marner and Tavares and Nylander, that core four, throw Riley, the best guys on the ice for the Leafs were fourth liners. It was Camp and Lafferty. Except for the first few minutes – like, I'm going to give Matthew some credit here because he did this in the Tampa Bay series. Think how many times he had some point-blank chances and either hit the post or the goalie made a great save. If he score, if he, he pulls a, I'm going to say, I was going to say McDavid, but if he pulls a dry sidle and scores on half of those, the Tampa Bay series might be done even quicker and this Florida series might be totally different. Yeah. Because he hits the crossbar in the first two minutes and I'll, I'll give Paul Maurice a lot of credit because what Florida was doing in the first two games and they started to do it in the third game was they were forechecking heavily as well as the uh, defenseman was pinching. So they had four guys in deep. So what was Toronto doing? Uh, they made an adjustment for game three. They had their two wingers just hang out at the red line. They ended up with like a couple of two-on-ones, scored on two of them. Yep. Uh, but then Paul Maurice made the adjustment, and so we're now we're not going to go three deep, and it changed the complexion of that game. And Toronto's top guys, like in my mind, I'm thinking of the game. Barkov's the guy who probably had the puck on his stick the most, and then other than there, that it might have been Duclair, right? Uh, but I the Leaf guys just like no one's like if if I'm going to think of anyone, it's Nylander and Tavares are the next two guys on the Toronto side that's at least lugging the puck or trying to do something with it, but no Marner or Matthews at all. Do you know who uh, led the Leafs in shots in that game? No. David Kampf and Eric Gustafson. He had a good game. He was David Kampf. He was the best Leaf on the ice, and that can't happen. No. I also think I th- I think we need to put to bed the having Justin Hall out there for the Leafs because he just – He's not he's not up to the standard that the Florida Panthers are playing at right now or the Tampa Bay Lightning we're playing at. And he's missed a couple games, but I think I think the Leafs are kind of stuck. I don't know what they what I, they do. I don't know. They've already got seven defensemen out there. What else you want them? Put make it eight. Go 10 and 8. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. I I don't know. There's and like no one's talking about this, but you're now on your number 3 goalie. When you're at that point, you're 
like look at the Philadelphia Flyers. It reminds me of when they went to the finals in 2010. Who's who'd they score on to score the winning goal? Michael Layton, right? Like third string goalie is in net, right? You're just not going to win. It's just I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's nearly impossible when you're, you one and two, even with two goalies. Most times you don't win with two goalies. Rare exceptions like Flurry and Murray, you know, with the Penguins. But it doesn't usually. It's one guy. He rides it and you win. Yeah, but yeah, I like he played well, but I don't know. Now he's got to start a game. I just feel bad for the guy because the Leafs in their own zone are already in trouble. Like they're giving up breakaways and you ever how many breakaways are the Leafs getting? Not many, right? A couple of two on ones in that third game and then that's it. They're not even cycling. Yeah, like, I I wonder if if we even see this series back in Toronto. I don't. I think it's a sweep. I, I, I said it to myself. I should have said it out loud when I was in Vegas and said, yeah, I'm glad you guys won, but you're going to get swept by Florida because they are playing well. Yeah. Right? Nobody knows that. Well, Florida finished eight. <laughs> I know they're good, though. <laughs> I think the probably the worst case for the NHL, but is what's most likely to happen is Carolina, Florida in the conference final because I don't think many people are going to want to watch that. Right. Just it'll be too warm. Uh, New Jersey, Carolina. So I don't know. Game one and two just kind of combined in my head of yeah, Carolina winning eleven two. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the Carolina just when they play their style, it's tough to and they score first. They're like the New Jersey Devils in nineteen ninety five. They just they're hard to beat. They just they're a hard team to play against. Especially because like I don't think it matters who's in net. No, that's what I mean. It's they they're just all those guys are all average. They're, they're very similar to Seattle. Yeah. Right? The same kind of team. Like, we're just throwing our four lines out there. I can't believe how young Aho is. Hey, he's still probably like 25. Yeah. And he's been in the playoffs for the last in, four years. Yeah, like, he's not even in his prime yet. Like, and he's already great. And just, like, plays – and he's, like, a penalty killer. He plays within himself. He's, right. like, the – I wouldn't call him a superstar, but he is like the best case scenario for a star. He's playing better than Matthews, so in my mind he is a superstar. They're missing three stars. And they're 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 up to one in the series. That's impressive. That just kind of with se- average goaltending. That's a next man up or like Stefan Nason yeah. is on their power yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? Like I remember right? he played in junior for Plymouth, who isn't even an OHL team anymore. Right. Um but then New Jersey comes back in the wild 8-4. Carolina scores three shorthanded goals. Unbelievable. And lose. Uh, Jack Hughes lost his tooth, which made a lot of people upset. Right. Which was funny after so Luke Hughes came in. Gets to play with his brother. And that was a big deal. After the game, they're asking they're asking Luke about... Because Jack and Aho got into like a WWE-style right. wrestling match. Yeah. It wasn't a fight, though. No, it wasn't. Because no. Jack can, tried to call it a fight. He tried to call or Luke. It a, Luke tried to call it a fight. Sorry, and, and Jack said no. That wasn't really a fight. Back with he was, because now he has a little lisp with right. his missing, with missing tooth. tooth. Yeah. Uh, I still. I, I I don't know. I, I guess it's just like Carolina or New Jersey could be lifting the cup, and I still might go. Yeah, I don't know though. <laughs> and I I just think Carolina is their is their learning curve. Right. Is what the Rangers should have been. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Las Vegas, Edmonton, obviously the McDavid, McDavid injury in question. Sure. Like he looks, this is, this is why it's an injury because he looks good. 
Yeah, not great. Yeah. Yeah. When like that goal he scored, was that shorthanded? Yep. Like, unbelievable goal. Like, that's what you expect out of Austin Matthews. You you need that one exceptional play to, like, lift your team. That lifted Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Right? After game one where it just seemed like the sky was falling. And right. It was four goals on four blatant turnovers. Right. Dreisaitl scores four in a losing cause. <laughs> right? But, yeah. So, McDavid turns it up and away we go. Now, like, does... Does it feel like Vegas is close? Like, I know the series is tied 1-1, yeah. and we're going back to Vegas. Does We're going to Edmonton. Oh, yeah, we're already in Vegas. Yeah. We're going back to Edmonton. Does I don't know. To me, this feels like the King series again. That like it, Sure, it'll probably go six, but right. I'm not that concerned about Edmonton at this point. They, like, their goaltending is eh, average, but again, Colorado won with average goaltending last year. Score your way two out different of problems. Goalies. Yeah, and they can do that. Um, so you still, were, I mean, we both picked the Oilers to win yeah, the Cubs. I got, so. Yeah, I'm still, uh, yeah, like, I just expected McDavid to do what Drysaddle's doing, which is scary, because what if McDavid decides to start to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and And they've got Hyman, who's like a playoff kind of player. He's getting his goal still. He's scoring off his face, right? Um, Nugent Hopkins isn't playing bad. You, I think he finally just scored his first goal, but that's actually probably a good sign. Because, like, those guys can start to light it up. Same with Kane. Yeah, Kane, Kane has right? looked, in Another this series has guy. looked exceptionally well. Yeah. And not even for scoring, but for being that agitator. And, right. I don't know. The Keegan Colasar thing, like, he was kind of punching a defenseless player, but yeah. he was also defending his teammates. So right. I, I get that at the same time. Yeah. Also, some people – I think a lot of people are just – they've they picked a side with Evander Kane, and it was just we don't like him. Right. But yeah. I think – not that he. I'm not gonna like on the ice. I just like watching him play. Right, he's a good hockey player. Yeah, just off the ice, he's made some poor choices. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to the other Western Conference series, which I was thinking was going to be the boring series. Right. And Seattle just said, "Mm-mm, you yeah, gotta, you gotta play with us, Dallas." Yeah, we're gonna play like we did all year. And it's the the stars. Not no pun intended versus the depth because Dallas is deep to be fair. Yeah, but I would say someone like Jason Robertson is pretty quiet in the series. Absolutely. When Hints and Pavelski scores the four goals in a game yeah. and they lose, right? And on Seattle's side, it's roll through their entire team and it's just like, oh yeah, no, that's a Eberle, Yanni Gord, Bjorkstrand, Beniers. They're, they're all scoring. Everyone's contributing. McCann's out. He's one of their top scorers. He might be back soon. Yeah, there's no, there's no like glaring weakness because no. there's also no glaring strength. Exactly. It's and all just even. Like you can't l- line match. If you're a coach on the other team, you're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know what their first line is. Is is the best case scenario for the Stanley Cup Final? Ironically, Seattle, Carolina. Yeah. How awesome would that be? Yeah, that would be good fast hockey right it would be no different than watching the colorado edmonton series last year which i know went way too fast i i don't mean that literally i just mean not enough games were yeah. played but it was entertaining hockey my god and then it would be the ron francis return series right that'd be pretty fun yeah there's a there's a i mean i'm not not gonna count out dallas because i just know jake ottinger exists and to be fair like 
pulling him for the third period in that game when he gave up like what was it three goals in four minutes or something like that right he didn't look good no so he let out some like Benier scored one from like just inside the blue line on a snapshot like it was like and it wasn't screened was that the one that went under his arm yeah he just you know when a goalie's not right like a regular goalie's gonna make that save but like you're in the playoffs you can't let that in i can't believe they didn't pull him when it was four nothing, yeah. Like in the in the second, they pulled him at the end of the. I guess they didn't want to embarrass him. I don't know. Usually, use it as a timeout to change a goalie and give uh, give him that little extra rest. Yeah, sometimes it works. Um, I guess we've gone gone through the series. Uh, so the World Championship, the Canadian roster. I didn't want to go through everyone. I just wanted to mention some notable players because I think out of this team and the U.S. team. This is not this is not the star-studded event that it sometimes is. Right. Like we're not seeing any Crosby, Marchand, Bergeron, any of those guys. Were they asked? Do I know? would assume so. Okay. Um, Adam Fantilli, which I think to me is the most exciting part. For sure. He's going to be on this team. Yeah. Cody Glass. I I think a big key to this is you're always going to see a lot of former Hockey Canada guys. Right. Guys that played in the World Juniors under yeah. 18s will. Yeah. It's. I don't want to say honoring, but it's you're just yeah, you're continuing that relationship club kind of thing. Yep. Uh, Scott Lawton is going to be on this team. Wow. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, Jake Neighbors, uh, Mackenzie Weaker might be the only notable defenseman. Okay. Like Ethan Baird is on the team. Jake Wallman, hmm. like I even know Ethan Baird was still playing hockey. <laughs> he's on. Got, uh, got traded to Bank. Carolina. He was on Carolina, but I think he's they on traded Vancouver. Again. Okay. Uh, and then a couple goaltenders, which is fun. Joel Hofer, who was a great world junior goalie, and Devin Levi. Interesting. So I, I would expect him to be the number of one. Buffalo games before the end of the year. Yeah. So at least some some exciting pieces. Right. But it's always the World Championships is always awesome. Yeah. Because it's those type of guys that that group of players that I just listed. One of them is going to be the superstar. Right. Like Andrew Mangiapane that one year. And that's was a name I was going to ask you. Did he he didn't make it? I see. He, he had an okay year, but I guess not good enough to make Team Canada. I wonder if he's. I feel like. I guess he's not on the more notable side, but I feel like most of those guys it would be them saying no i wonder if they left any spots oh it must be starting later this year because usually the first round is going on and they leave a couple open spots for guys that might want to play once the first round's over so the the world championships must have it must be later than normal um i think so i'm trying to see one that's because, yeah, we're already well in the second round and we haven't even started uh, the World Championships yet. They don't start till Friday. Uh, well, you can get a couple Leaf guys there if you want. Um, I guess I'll just I'll go through the other names that I didn't say just because there's no superstars. Sammy Blay, Lawson Krause, Peyton Krebs, Milan Lucic is on this team. Wow. Uh, Jack McBain, Jack Quinn. I should have probably put him in before. And uh, Detroit Red Wing Joe Valeno. Hmm. makes the team interesting uh on the back end this is alphabetical so Uyghur's last uh justin baron ethan bear uh pierre olivier joseph jacob middleton tyler myers jake wallman mackenzie Uyghur. myers i'm surprised they didn't ask sandheim you get a re- reunited with myers different myers oh uh tyler oh it's tyler the big guy 
not uh Philippe. Philippe, right. Uh and then in that Levi Hofer and Sam Montembeau. Hmm, interesting. So I would I would I would go with Devon Levi or Devin? Devon? I can't remember what they said. Right. Levi. I, I think he should be the starter. Yeah. Uh I think that is that's it for the NHL. Let's shift over to the NBA. Again, we go back to we go back to round one. Uh Boston beats Atlanta in six, which before I said it was probably the most unwatchable series, but Atlanta put up a fight, yep. and Trey Young hits this crazy shot in Game Five to right. send it to Game Six, which turned into the hilarious uh, Janet Jackson concert that had to get postponed. Right, because they didn't think they were going to be playing, so that the Hawks could play their Game Six and ultimately lost. I would say the most concerning team out of Round One was Cleveland because they just fell apart against the Knicks. Right, and Mobley didn't good, look good, and Jared Allen didn't look good. Donovan Mitchell, known as a playoff performer, was right. okay. Yeah, I thought Darius Garland was fine, but all of those guys were fine when Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle were very good. Right, and Cleveland was favored to win. I picked the Knicks, but hey, look at you. you. Uh, I wrote Denver. Denver play? Oh yeah, they did play Minnesota. I completely forgot about that because it. <laughs> Was the the gentleman sweep where Denver was up three nothing? Minnesota won one game at home. Yeah, and Denver quietly finished them off. Right. Uh, Philly Brooklyn was a sweep. A sweep. No surprise. Without Joel Embiid, I, I tried to talk talk myself into Brooklyn winning a game or two, and yeah. you were you were on the sweep. Yep. And that they missed Embiid for game four against Brooklyn, and he missed the first game against or no. First two games? Maybe just the first game against Boston. Uh, the Lakers beat Memphis in six. Again, that felt like almost a gentleman's sweep where John Morant has a has a couple crazy games in the series, but it's funny that the seven-seed Lakers were just kind of the better team all series. Right. And obviously the, the Dylan Brooks... I don't know if we call it a fiasco or what's happening. I, I, think, he, I think he passes Joey Votto for the... Uh, not nice Canadian award because right. he was calling LeBron old and I only respect a player that scored 40 points on me. And then all of it came to a game six in which the Lakers beat them by 40. Yeah. Have a seat. Uh, and then there was the shocking Dylan Brooks report that he will not be re-signed with the Memphis Grizzlies under any circumstances. Wow. Which is like, I look I look at him as a Draymond Green type of player yeah. that he will help you defensively and, and he's not much offensively. Us. Right. And if you get him in the right headspace, then he can be a very effective player. Yeah. But he needs he needs the right team and I don't think Memphis is that team. I think they're at a big crossroads and even Jaw said it after the series that off the court issues really affected our team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, having a gun on on Twitter or whatever it was, that's not effective. Uh, not really. No. Uh, Golden State Sacramento went to Game Seven, and that was easily the best series of the that first was, round. That was the only series I watched in the first round. And Golden State, I don't know what they do to big men because they did this last year to Jokic, and they just kind of like, I don't know, they gave Sabonis the yips where. Before he would take any shot around the free throw line, he would just take it. Right. And it got to the point where he just stopped shooting. Yeah. And De'Aaron Fox breaks his finger or dislocate whatever he did to his finger. Right. Where it's on his shooting hand. And by the time you got to game seven, it was, uh, well, 
Fox can't keep up with these guys. And like Sacramento was such a fun team to watch, but now they're at the, what do we do? Right. Which if Miami had lost that first round series, the Bam Adebayo to Sacramento rumors would have been created immediately because he played in college with Fox and Malik Monk. Oh, wow. So that would have been a, a, I mean, it's a rumor that could still start if, Miami is thinking of maybe a bigger swing in terms of a trade because I think there's there's someone else, not that is available, but there are teams thinking about it. And I, I think I shouldn't just beat around the bush and say that uh, the Miami Heat beat the Bucks, then eight seed beat the one seed, which I think was the best stat going into round two was every seed in the NBA playoffs advance to the second round right so for the first time ever there's a one two three four five six seven and eight seed yeah i was going to mention that the other thing i was going to mention too before you move on was um the king's history when the series is tied two two and they their um king's history goes back to 1949-50 so in 63 they lost uh again these were all when they were tied two two so they lost to the celtics in, in the east final in seven in 63 they lost in the second round of the Bulls in 6 and 75. In 2002, they lost in the West Final to the Lakers in 7. In 2003, they lost in the second round of the Mavericks in 7. And in 2004, second round of Minnesota in 7. And in 2006, first round to San, San Antonio in 6. And now you can add 2023, 20, they lost to Golden State in 7. And that was that they had to win game six in Golden State. Right. So you thought they had the momentum and we're going to see the beam one more time. But <laughs> nope. I have to say the Steph scored 50 points in that game seven, which break, yeah. breaks Kevin Durant's record. And it's the most points ever scored in a game seven. I don't know if this makes sense, but watching that game seven and then they took Curry off because they were blowing out Sacramento, not blowing out, but to the point where they didn't need the starters out there anymore. Right. And Curry took 38 shots, and I don't know if this is the perfect comparison, but it reminded me of the Kawhi Game 7 against Philly with the Raptors, where right. these great players, and this is also the Jordan, the final, their final finals, where these players can just take over games. Steph doesn't want to take 38 shots. It was the most shots right. he's ever taken in a game, yeah. or at least in a playoff game. And... Very early on in that game, he just realized no one else has this. And because you're right, because remember the Raptors game, like it wasn't a good game. No, right? Like it, it was, was a, a 90s fight. game, right? It was, yeah, like 82, 78, or you know, it wasn't a high scoring affair or anything like that. And yeah, you're right. The superstars sometimes got to look around and go, okay, I guess it's going to be me. I'm going to have to take 38 shots and make half of those. Yeah. And yeah, 50 points. And it was just such a such a great like i know steph won the title last year when they beat boston and it made me think of that it was game four in boston where i think they went up three one or i think that's what it was but he he just has this level that i'm gonna say no one else can get to because he doesn't need to be the physical freak right it's just any shot he takes and it, and I think especially Steph Curry now I think a lot of people know him as oh the deep three pointers and oh he's going to run off screens he gets to the basket and like 
at this point, physically, no one can really stop him. Right, at 35. Yeah, like he's, like he's stronger than he ever was. Right. Like before it was always you could push him around and he's not going to go to the paint, but he's, he's not afraid to do that now. Right. Um, trying to think if I missed any. Oh, so Miami beats Milwaukee in five. But it was also Giannis gets hurt. Injuries again. <laughs> he has this back injury and he plays maybe half the series like half the minutes in the series right because even when he comes back he can't yeah so i feel bad for milwaukee right that's two years in a row you lose your first and your second best player which um after the series this one reporter asked Giannis about is this season a failure which i think most people would say in sports if you don't win a championship it's a failure right that is not how Giannis thinks and he has this and it's actually a very i think People that disagreed with it made fun of it, but I thought right. it was actually very well spoken of, you know, we're we're building. You know, I think the best comparison he made was Michael Jordan. He said, you know, Michael Jordan played fifteen years and won six championships. Right. Are those other nine years failures? Failures, right. And known as the best player ever and yeah, winning that many championships. I just I mean, I don't wanna spoil the, the should we measure greatness by championships, but I right. I think this is just you, it's an asterisk because you lost your best player. Yeah. And last year, like you said, you lost your second best player. They're asterisks, but also it's just the result that happened. Yeah. Like no one's going to feel bad for you. No. Uh, but playoff Jimmy Butler, who he still will not admit that it's a thing, but Jimmy Butler just has this level. Again, like the right now I'd say there's the four guys that just have the level they can get to. And it's Steph, it's Jimmy Butler, it's Nikola Jokic and Devin Booker. Right. Those to me are the four guys that have just ascended and have a level above everyone else. Right. Um, I don't even think, well, again, the Suns beat the Clippers, but Paul George missed the whole series and Kawhi Leonard gets hurt, which before it's a knee sprain. And then a couple days after the series, it's a torn meniscus. And then, a lot of people had the should Kawhi retire, which I don't think is entirely fair. Right. I think that's a lot of bad luck. But yeah. he is a he's another playoff performer that yeah. brings it to another level. And before he got hurt, he was great. Yeah. And, I mean, what are you going to do when your two best players are out? Yeah, you're not going to win. <laughs> Especially in the NBA. And, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, as opposed to other sports, right, where Carolina's got three guys out. And they're still winning. Um, so we had a couple coaching moves. Um, the Rockets hired Ime Adoka, who was, I think, on the Raptors' radar. And he kind of dissed the Raptors, saying, I didn't want to sign with a team that's somewhere in the middle right. of the of the league. But instead, he goes and picks a team that's in the basement. Yeah. So and enjoy that, Ime. Uh, the Raptors interviewed or tried to interview Becky Hammond who's now the Las Vegas Aces head coach in the WNBA right but she said that she wants to focus on her team and isn't talking about that so I assume that's kind of her removing herself as a candidate yeah uh and then I think it I can't remember if it's Rick Adelman but the Nuggets head assistant is the next guy that the Raptors are interviewing and I'm assuming they'll not probably interview the Milwaukee coach yeah, Mike Budenholzer right. is, is available, yeah. which he got fired. And I think it's a little unfair, but I think the shocking thing is out of the last 
I think it's four championship winners. Only one head coach remains. Wow. And that's Steve Kerr, which uh, makes sense. He's won a few championships. But yes. if you go back, he, they won last year, 2021. Yeah. Milwaukee, Mike Budenholzer, he's fired. Yeah. 2020, Lakers, Frank Vogel, he's he got gone. fired. And then more recently, right. 2019, Raptors, Nick, Nick Nurse, Nurse, fired. Gone. It's a it's a cruel world coaching. Yes, just coaching because just coaching. you're, you're yes. hired to you're hired to get to be fired. fired. Yep. Um, what else we got? Um, I guess let's go to let's go to round two. Denver Phoenix. I mean, both Western Conference series have just been incredible to watch. Right. And Denver Phoenix, especially just the just the little. I, I mean, it's it's really it's like a two versus one series. It's right. Booker and Durant who. In two games, they combined for 76 one game and yeah. 80s, maybe 86 the next game. Yeah. Like, those guys are incredible. And on the other side, it's Jokic, who Jamal Murray, I think, has been pretty good. Yeah. Not the – he's been trying to brush off the bubble Murray, but he scored 50 points in multiple games, like multiple playoff games. Right. That's what we're going to remember him until he does something something more. Right. Um. But Jokic is just like I don't even know what what more he can do. Like he scores fifty three the other right. game. He had like thirty seventeen and seventeen. It's yeah. like he's sitting there on the bench yelling at his teammates because what else is he supposed to do? Yeah. Like the Suns somehow they've they've lost Chris Paul for these last couple games and looked better. Yeah. Like I would, I watched the last quarter of the last game, and it almost looked to me like it was Booker and Durant against Jokic and Mitchell. Like it just looked like two on two basketball. <laughs> like nobody else was like doing much. Yeah. Like they like compared to any of the other basketball I'm watching, which isn't as much as you, but you know the Lakers, Golden State. It's not two on two. It's not LeBron against Curry. Like, it's a team sport. Yeah. But that's 10 minutes. I'm going, wow, this is like, these guys are just superstars. Yeah. And, es- and doing it. Especially out of those four, I would say at the very moment, Jokic is the better player than Booker just overall. Right. But right now, I would say Devin Booker is the best player in the playoffs. Right. Just watching him. And he, I don't think I realized it until this series that he is the Suns' leader. And, this is something that goes back to the bubble where they go nine and zero and miss the playoffs right, right. by half a game. Yeah, that's right. And he again is just he's average. I think he's averaging thirty seven points a game, and him and Durant are just such a good duo together. Right. And then on the other side, yeah, it's just Jokic, and hopefully he can get some help. Right. Which now they're now they're two two, and. Luckily, luckily, there's no Jokic suspension because yeah. him and him and Matt Ishbia, the Suns' new owner, got into it. The ball goes out of bounds, and Ishbia has the ball, and Jokic, who, like, I don't, I never liked this move because a lot of players do this where they try to rip the ball not out of an owner's hand. That's very specific, <laughs> but try to get the ball to the ref as quick as possible to right, try to, to inbound go. it. Right, but. There was the like there was a Suns player down, so they weren't gonna. It wasn't gonna happen, right? So. What are you like? Everyone is this. This is just like I don't even want to blame anyone because yeah. just everyone's wrong. Right. Jokic shouldn't have grabbed the ball. Ishbia shouldn't have held on to it. Like this isn't a game. Like you're not in the game. That's where that's where we need Bob Cole. 
Everything is happening. <laughs> it was just absolute chaos, and I'm. It's a twenty five thousand dollar fine for Jokic, which fine, whatever. Yeah, it's not change. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what's the like if they if we got fined like ten cents, would that be, be the equivalent? equivalent? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's better one if it was Ishbia. I don't even know what it would take for him right. to get bothered by a fine. Um, the other series, um, James Harden is just the best player to watch in the playoffs because any given night, you yep. don't know what's going to happen. Is it James Harden 2015 or James Harden 2021? It is just like he has 45 in game one. Yeah. It's terrible in game two. And three. And three. And then game four comes back and, and is amazing now, again. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. He hits the corner three to, again, they tie that Great series up two and two. He, and mm. that's, again, Embiid needed help. And yeah. Harden is the perfect guy for that. Right. We noticed that, like, last year they ran into injuries. And I know Embiid was hurt and is, well, is hurt. hurt. Yeah. But it was the best because that game three, Embiid gets his MVP. And you could tell that just motivated the Celtics. Right. To, to take that game three. But then game four, I don't the Celtics just need to be winning big because any close game, they just they panic and they don't know what to do. And the only person who says I got this is Marcus Smart, who is their fifth best player, fourth best player, maybe. Right. Yeah, they should have won game four. They did panic like they had a chance to win on the last play of the game. And it's Marcus Smart taking the shot. Yeah. Instead of, and I love the overtime, the Jason Tatum, who 100% pushed off. Oh, for sure. That was that was so Michael Jordan-esque from the 88 final against the Suns. I'll never forget that, for sure. Um, and then I love the 76ers win, and Doc Rivers still complains about that play. Right. If you lost, I would get complaining about that, but you, you won. You're, I know, but I think you're just looking at the next game. You're looking to get a call. And looking I, for an edge um then the the knicks the knicks heat series i think they went in a time machine and are just playing in the 90s right because those are those are rock fights yeah i i haven't watched a single minute of that series and uh, i don't really plan on it and then our final series which was hyped up and the the title for basketball in this episode is steph Le first lebron because this is now the fifth series we get right and this is probably the best, eh, maybe not the best series, but the best lead up to a series of like, it's kind of the, it's the California state championship. The Lakers were right. giving out shirts that said that, yeah. which I thought was really cool. And like game one was really good. It yeah. was a good, like close game. The Lakers were smart and yeah. doubled Curry at the end and made Jordan Poole take, which just wasn't a good three shot. Yeah. Two, he, he missed a layup, too. Yeah, 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 an easy one. And then game two is a Warriors blowout. Game right. three is a Lakers blowout. Right. And now tonight's game four. It's got to even out, right? I, I Just hope, a good game? I took the Col I took Golden State plus two and a half. I had a for a buck. <laughs> Just so I had something to play for. I bet Um, uh, this is going to be – it's going to sound like Gambler's Anonymous. Not that it's too much. I bet 37 cents. Because I had in my account like whatever amount oh, in thirty seven cents. Even. Yeah, I bet thirty seven cents on Jordan Poole to score twenty points and the Warriors to win. Oh, there you go. So we're on the same page. At thirty seven cents for a four dollar payout. There you go. Um, but yeah, that has been like the most hyped series. But 
Honestly, probably not the worst. Even with two blowouts, I think I would rather watch that than the Knicks Heat series. Exactly, yeah. It's just been disappointing because you you, you want to watch these two icons like go toe to toe, and but by the time there's seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, there's nobody you don't recognize anyone. Was this like a college game? That was. I think that was game. I think it was game three that Tristan Thompson was on the floor. Right. Because the Lakers signed him on the last day of the season to be a veteran bench guy, but he's actually like playing playoff minutes, yeah. which is just not a great sign for a series. No, because this isn't 2016 or 2017, right? Um, but I think that's that's all we've got for for the NBA, right? We're yep. good. Yeah. Uh, let's shift over to the MLB, where um, the Jays' Lord and Savior this year, Matt Chapman, uh, was asked about an extension. In which he had an answer, which I just know you're going to love, which he says both sides are open to an extension. Right. But who do the Jays have to talk to other than Scott Boris? Oh, boy. So the Jays, Ross Atkins, you are not in for a fun negotiation. No. Especially right now when Matt Chapman is arguably the best hitter in baseball. Yeah. You know, 400 almost. And I just I saw that and I just clicked on the quote and saw Scott Boris's name and just physically cringed because yeah. to his credit, that just means he's good at his job. Yeah. And we all hate him for it. That's right. Because he got A-Rod his contracts. Yes. Uh, oh, wait. I meant to say this one first. But the uh, the Oakland A's, because we can still call them that for now. Yeah. Have bought we can call them the Oakland B's. <laughs> for the rest of this year there i saw a stat that their pitching staff is 30th in every like stat their era is like eight point something uh the oakland a's and i wonder what happens but they have bought a plot of land in las vegas did you see it where it is yeah the taxi driver showed us um so they bought a i mean i'm assuming it's pretty sizable yeah land. Used, used to be like a, a couple casinos and a motel there yeah Lots of room. And that is where the, I don't know, is it still going to be the Las Vegas A's? I'd assume so, because they moved from Philly and we're the Philadelphia A's. Do they keep, then another question is, do they keep the colors? Or do they mm. go for like the, the Raiders? I like think the they, black I would, and silver? I would think they, they would just because it's the same owner. Unless the owner decides to sell, then maybe you go with new colors. But I don't think that's happening. And he's still going to be cheap in Vegas, so they may not like him there. Yeah, but the now making the most money, uh, sixth most profitable franchise in the MLB. Again, got this stat from the taxi driver in Vegas. That Oakland is? Oakland is. Because of the sharing, right? The ownership sharing money. Oh, yeah. Because they, they have no fans. Like, where are they getting the money from? Yeah, from other teams. I would love to know. And how a low, much. their payroll, I think, is forty-five million. So it's like Stanton. <laughs> yeah, it is. How many? How, that's a good question. A good trivia. How many players make more than the Oakland A's? Right. There it's you probably go. Probably like a good four or five. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's too bad for the city of Oakland, yeah. but if if they must hate Las Vegas, right? That's La the one city they hate now. Las Vegas, San Francisco, Oakland's got a lot of enemies. Yes. Um, Liam Hendricks. Uh, in his first rehab game since beating cancer, I just like to say this because it's such a great story and I've been following it for the past few months. It's just uh, a round of applause, a standing ovation for Liam Hendricks because I hope he's going to be back in the majors at some point, and I just think that's awesome. For sure. 
kudos. Uh, Bryce Harper also making his return less than or like way earlier than he was supposed to be in after the All Star break. Yep, but uh, I, he was learning first base. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. It seems like he'll probably just be the DH for right. for a while. Um, but he made his return in like his second or third game. Got on base four times. Yeah, that like that guy's just a baller. Yeah, and did this last year in the playoffs Same with thing. the injury. That's right. Uh, the the most controversial play in baseball at the moment is Wander Franco, and he did the flip. He got the ball as Brian Reynolds, ironically enough, is running to first base, and he goes and he flips the ball, and then he throws it to first, which I will say, I know we're probably going to disagree on this, but I just thought, I thought it was cool. Yeah. It's it's showboaty, for sure. But the biggest thing I was thinking is, what if he didn't make the throw? Right. Like, what if they beat it out? Right. Then you look like an idiot. For sure. Uh, do you think it's bad it, for the game? It, or? It, uh, again, if you get it done, no problem. But showboating, I don't mind to some extent because it makes, makes you flashy. But if you're the opposing team, it also makes you not like you. I'll give you a good example. Same team. Randy. Yeah. Rosarena. That's like the celebration. That was one. So they counted. He did six. Six celebrations on his home run. And they didn't include the seventh one, which he did that again in the dugout for the TV cameras. I love that move. But he did six. And then he wonders why he gets hit twice, which were kind of intentional, but not really. But again, if you're going to do that, no problem. But you got to expect something's going to happen. If you're gonna showboat like that, yeah, that's that's fair. I, I love I love Randy. The, watch the highlight because the Yank because I watched the it was the Tampa broadcast. I didn't want to watch that. I wanted to watch the Yankee broadcast, so I switched. And then that's what they did. They replayed it after he got hit the second time. Oh, let's take a look. Let's count how many celebrations he does here. I mean, it's also like their best player, so yeah, might as well just put him on base. Fair enough. Um, Carlos Rodon, uh, he's been diagnosed with a chronic back issue. Okay, like, th- would they not check this out before they signed him? Like, how how is this just happening now? Chronic makes it sound like he's had this for years. And we need the San Francisco the- Giant doctors. Exactly. That's that's just wrong. I don't need, like, is he... Is he even going to play? They say they figure if everything goes according to plan that he should be back in June sometime. Um, I learned something pretty cool about the Teoscar Hernandez return to Toronto, aside from him saying that he just wanted to play for one team his whole career, which right. you can say when you get traded, but if you're a free agent, you can you get to make that choice. Uh, with the new pitch clock rules, I don't know if this was implemented before, but you have to submit to the MLB to give a player a standing ovation for returning. Yes, correct. And I just think that's bizarre because it happened with, I think it was Cody Bellinger, that he returned to LA and they got a pitch clock violation. Right. Because he wasn't ready or yeah. the pitcher wasn't ready in time. Right. Which just give the give the, give the the guy his moment. Yeah. Especially Teoscar returning to Toronto is a big deal. I wanted to go to that game, but I was I was busy that night. Like, I thought that would have been such a cool game to go to. I wonder if baseball should take a look at soccer players and, like, fake an injury. 
statistics so you get an extra 30 seconds or something like oh go down you know or the football players right the no time i was like okay i'll just go down with a got a calf injury got a cramp bring in the backup guard yeah uh, Matt Harvey uh, has officially retired from Major League Baseball after nine seasons. I didn't know he was not retired. Yeah, that was... Or c- c- contemplating it. Uh, I think everyone thought he retired a few years ago. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think people will ever talk enough about the when he had the nickname The Dark Knight and when he just ruled New York for like a year. A year, yeah, for sure. That whole rotation when they had Harvey and Syndergaard and right. they had... DeGrom. Yeah. Wow. I can't yeah. believe that's the third guy I forgot. Yeah. Uh, Zach Eflin, who is, I think he was on the Phillies last year, but he's had some controversy with umpires in which uh, on his, so he's right-handed pitcher on his catching hand. He has a wedding ring, a rubber wedding oh, I band. This. Yes. And most umpires he's talked to have said, said it's okay. no worries. Cause it's not, it's not on your pitching hand. So it's right. not going to affect a throw in any way. Right. But he just caught the wrong umpire crew on the wrong day. Yeah. And he said, I'll take the only way I'll take it off is if you're going to eject me from the game. Right. So basically, the umpire took advantage of that and said, okay, we'll eject you if you don't take it off. Right. Which Put him in a corner. I think it's just a little weird, especially like if it was his pitching hand, I would understand that a little more. If that's a lefty and like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, could, absolutely. For sure. You could probably For affect sure. a pitch with it or put yeah. like sticky stuff in it. Yeah. But if it's on your catching hand. Right. Like you would have thought like that might have been part of the conversation. Hey, I've been pitched in other games with this on. Talk to your fellow umpires here. Like th- they didn't have an issue with it. Yeah, like you just. So why do you? Yeah, you just. It's got to be universal. The wrong guys on the wrong day that are just. Yeah, and he said pissed that. Pissed off or, you know, like we're going to get somebody here. They're just more uptight. That's, yeah. I just thought that was really weird. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has made his return. That San Diego Padres got a right yep. fielder, and finally they have the. I don't know if you saw it, but they have the prettiest lineup card in baseball and the prettiest uniforms. They do have very nice uniforms. The, uh, not the man. Bob Melvin gives the. I don't know if he's, it's not an assistant manager, but one of the other coaches, bench coach maybe, does calligraphy. So he oh. writes because most teams just have a computer generated, right? But this coach writes out their lineup in wow. calligraphy. Okay, so I thought that was pretty cool. the The best looking lineup in baseball. Yeah, um, and on it, paper, <laughs> <laughs> and it looked really nice in Mexico, where the Padres and Giants had a two game set in oh, Mexico City. I didn't know that. Uh, the one game was an eleven home run between the two teams oh boy thin thin air there it's like playing in colorado there is uh there was a lot of offense in that series yeah. and padres took both those games and i think they were they are your team so i will give you give you that credit that that team with tatis looking even remotely close to what he was yeah that's a scary Might take team. him a while to kind of feel comfortable like that first game, I think he was 0 for 5 yeah. with three strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But now, like he's just kind of settled in. Yeah, from what I've from what I've seen. Yeah, which is admittedly not much. Uh, and position wise too. Yeah, right field. Like yeah, he's, he's got to change that too, right? So, it'll so take a little time. Yeah, well, we'll see some errors, but yeah. hopefully not. Hopefully, he, I mean, he has most of the season now to figure it out. That's right. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates are just the most fun team in baseball. Yes, honorable mention for sure to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon looks like it's 2012 again. Yeah. 
Uh, Brian Reynolds, who they just gave. Uh, I was disappointed by that. <laughs> they that gave was him my a Yankee move. $100 million for yeah. the next eight years. Yeah. With a option, a player option. Okay. Or a team option, actually, which I thought was, was an interesting choice. Um, but you know what? The Cardinals are, they don't look great. They're on a pretty big slide right yeah. now. Yeah. I think this is a Pirates bubble, we'll call it, because I'm. I'm guessing it's going to burst at some point. Well, they just got swept by the Jays, so. Yeah. So maybe that's we'll already see. bursting. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Like, it's a pretty weak division, so you don't have to do much to win. <laughs> unlike unlike the AL East. Yeah, exactly. They would probably be in last place in the American Leagues. Uh, which, before we check in on that division, uh, Alec Manoa versus Garrett Cole, they had the, well, I don't know if it's a rematch, but their first matchup of this year in which Garrett Cole looks like a Cy Young candidate and right. Manoa looks like the fourth best pitcher on the Jays. Yeah, that's disappointing considering how well the Jays' record is. Just think if he was pitching anywhere near what he should be pitching at. Like yeah. three quarters of what he should be pitching at is probably, what, another three wins or four wins for the Jays right now. And they're they that would have them competing with the Rays for first. Yeah, they went, and Baltimore's. They were Sorry. like streak after streak. Like it was like win five, lose four. Yeah. Now they're, they're back on a win streak. Yeah. Roller coaster. Yeah. It's that's coming. the kind of year they're having. But that Cole versus Manoa game, like they both went scoreless. I think they combined for 11 innings. I think it was. I think Manoa right. pitched six and Cole pitched five. Right. But they both just shut both teams down. So it was kind Completely, of like an yeah. anticlimactic, like, oh, right. you guys are both. both just good. Yeah. Uh, let's check out, check it on that AL East. Let's start from the bottom with the eighteen and fifteen Yankees, right? Who no Rodon, uh, Judge no has Severino. been hurt. Severino, Loazaga had surgery. Yeah, no Manaya, no Eflon, no. They got six pitchers out and four regular hitters, and they're still just holding hanging on, hanging in there. The what's the advantage? They're not playing each other. Yeah. Right? So that's going to – because they're better than – those five teams are probably, what, top 12 in MLB. <laughs> like, all five teams. I'm The Red Sox are the biggest shock to me, but sorry, carry on. They are currently 21 and 15. Yeah. Alex Verdugo, uh, I think, has four walk-off hits this year. Right. And, again, maybe it's just He's bias. He's, He's a, a yipper, yipper, though. Well, because he was the one that was he went back at Manoa. Right. And then he said he regretted it. Yeah. Which, of course, you do because you went, like, one for three against him. Right. Yeah, the Boston – I mean, the Red Sox have played three more games than the Yankees. Yeah. So, that's yeah. bound to even out at some point. Right. Uh, the Jays, 21 and 14 for the roller coaster ride they're yeah. already on. Yeah. I don't know even, like, is it a trade? Like, what – gets this team to the next level yeah, I, i'm not sure yet to be honest with you i've watched them a few times but yeah because i don't i don't yeah it's it just like if manoa could pitch a little bit better like your fifth starter is your best pitcher right now that's probably <laughs> not a good sign yeah like even goswin in that last start against the red sox yeah, was terrible. bad yeah um baltimore 22 and 12 not a shock right Second we knew best they were going to be baseball. better i just didn't know they'd be that good now no, that's like, scary. There's no, there was a, it's a step forward. Yeah. When I think we both kind of thought it was just at where they were last year. Right. And then obviously Tampa 28 and seven. Yeah. They're just running away with it. Like you, you, these are the kind of, 
seasons where you're already going to make the playoffs. Like even in a 162 game season, all you have to do now is go 500 the rest of the way, right? So the the Yankees have the last time the Yankees were 10 games back this early in the year was 1984. And I remember that year because that was the Detroit Tigers who had the same. They went 34 and four or something. Their first 38 games and won the World Series. Was Billy Martin the manager that year, or was he Ooh. fired at that point? Which he I- might have been the. He's, he came in, they fired him, then brought him back. <laughs> I can't remember 1984. That might have been uh, Yogi Berra or Don Lemon. Don Lemon? Yeah. The the guy from CNN. No. Uh, anything else from baseball? I think that's uh, no. Uh, let's go to the NFL, where Aaron Rodgers, who has been telling us for months and yeah. weeks that he's a Jet, is now officially biggest, a New York Jet. The biggest not surprise trade in the history of the NFL. This was such a shocking trade to me because the so Aaron Rodgers, the 15th overall pick and a fifth round pick, uh, go from Green Bay to New York in exchange for the 13th pick, a second rounder, a sixth rounder, and a conditional second, which is, it's going to be a first round pick. Right. Assuming Rodgers doesn't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. As long as he plays, what is it, 40% of the plays or something. Like Re- that, Very realistic. That's a pretty good haul for the Packers considering for sure. it was the only place he was going. He, exactly. Yes. Like the, he limited them to where he could get traded. The, really, it, it, in, if you're a Green Bay Packer, well, all you're looking for is a quarterback. You've got your whole team is pretty much set to be a playoff team. If Love is a decent quarterback, which I'm pretty sure they thought he was to begin with, if not, you bring in a night, uh, a good backup that's there. It's a carousel out there. There's got to be someone that can go play there as a backup and come in, right? Yeah. Uh, which also the Packers gave Jordan Love a one-year, $22.5 million extension. There you go. Which is, I mean, you're 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 showing your faith right. in your quarterback. Right. Uh, some other quarterbacks that got faith: uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, well, actually, let's start with Hurts because his was first. He got a five-year, two hundred and fifty-five million dollar deal. Right. Which I think is fair considering how well he ran that offense. Right. And comparing him from year one to year two. Yeah, he took a he big got leap. Better. Yeah. Um, and only to be upstaged a few days later by Lamar's five-year, $260 million contract, which you have to know when you sign these contracts that other quarterbacks are watching. For sure. And Lamar said, give me that $5 million more. Right. With uh, 185 of that money guaranteed. guaranteed. I'm just surprised he signed with Baltimore because it just seemed like they were on the outs. Just, you know, sometimes you just get that feeling where I just don't want to play for you. That's kind of how I thought it was going to go out so i was kind of surprised he signed there i know it's early and like the ravens signed odell and they drafted zay flowers i really like baltimore like yeah. having lamar back in that like no no controversy yeah. you don't have to worry about your contract just go out and play i right. I like the ravens uh apparently Tua Tagovailoa considered retiring yeah. after these multiple concussions that doesn't surprise me it surprises me that he thought that way but yeah, based on the season that he had, I would have thought that too. Maybe it's time to hang it up. But I mean, it, it's it's a good story of perseverance that he's yeah. he's going to continue to play. I just hope that everything everything is checked out before he comes back. Right. Um, we have 
the draft. Uh, Bryce Young went first overall to Carolina. I wouldn't say too much of a surprise. No. Uh, C.J. Stroud goes second to Houston, but the yeah. pretty big shocker was Houston trading back into the top three to get the Ed Rusher from Alabama, right. Will Anderson Jr. Um, I have to say for the Falcons, who had one of the best running back duos last year to draft another running back at eight, didn't love that right you thought a quarterback was needed yeah i mean i don't if like anthony richardson was there i would have been okay with that yeah i i wouldn't have taken levis so i'm, I'm glad they didn't do that <laughs> nobody took him no <laughs> that i felt Poor bad for him bastard. just sitting there in the first round with yeah. your girlfriend yeah. just like okay yeah my tv everyone's watching who's gonna trade up for me yeah anybody um and then, so yeah, so young to Don Carolina. Don Cherry's saying, see, you should have listened to me, kid. Stay home. <laughs> don't, I was going to say, don't put mayonnaise in your coffee. Oh. Uh, Bryce Young, Cal- I was about to say California, Carolina, Stroud to Houston, Anthony Richardson to Indianapolis, which I think is a good move because you watched him at Florida. Yeah, yeah I'm not a, a big fan. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. I was a bigger fan of the other quarterback that Florida had. I can't remember his name. The one from before? Yeah, he played last year. Yeah. I think he's going to battle for the Tampa Bay Bucks starting job. There you go. With Baker. Oh, boy. Um, So, Will Levis eventually got drafted by the Titans, which I I don't know what the Titans are doing. So, is this like we don't believe in Malik Willis? They still have Tannehill. Right. Like, what's the plan here? Unless they're going three-quarterback rotation. That's what I was thinking. And they're not going to pass because they don't have a wide receiver. (laughs) Um, I have to say, though, the the winners of the draft have to be the Eagles. They get Jalen Carter yeah. at nine, right. which is just – that's such an Eagles player. Right. And they make the pretty big swing of a trade to get DeAndre Swift from the Lions. Yeah. Which I didn't think he would be available. No. Why would the Lions trade him? They trade – and they got rid of their other running back. Yeah. Jamal Williams signed with the Saints. Right. What are we What are we doing, Detroit? Like, yeah. you should be loading up to win this division. Right. You like, got I, a shot now. I think they're the favorites right now, but I'm less confident than I was before the right. draft. Yeah, unless they're going to some sign some free agent guy we don't know of um, as a running back. We have because they did. They also drafted a first round running back, but they moved back to get him instead of just taking Bijan Robinson, who right. the Falcons took. If you were going to trade your starting running back, why not draft a running back that high That's then? Right. Um, the Washington Commanders declined uh-huh. Chase Young's fifth year option, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Like he's a he missed significant all of, all of last year. I yeah. think may have may have played a couple uh, games. Yeah, I think he played a couple near the end. Um, but then there was some non shocking ones like the Chargers picked up Herbert's option, which right. they're just. They're going to procrastinate giving him that big contract. Yes. Um, apparently, the Colts have been warning teams about contacting Andrew Luck. Because he's technically still under contract, oh. even though he's retired. Oh. So there was a rumor that Washington had reached out to him. Okay. And then then it became that the Colts owner was warning warning teams but if it was washington but then washington denied that they reached out to luck which right. is just a hilarious nfl drama of like is andrew luck really gonna come back and is he yeah. gonna come back to play for washington right where now washington's like no 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 sam howell he's our starter yeah good luck with that 
Uh, final thing for the NFL and final story here. Uh, the schedule release, which I think is always fun. Yeah. You just get to dissect these teams, which at least they do it now when the teams are pretty much intact. Like there's probably a few free agents left out there right. and guys are going to get hurt. But uh, the schedule release show, I call it a party because I think it's fun. I'm, I always get it. It gets me excited for football. And right. then for a few months I go, ah, eh, whatever. And then July hits and right. I'm like, yeah, football, it's back. I'm to read a magazine and get into it. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to our pick aside, which is the playoff scheduling of either the NHL or the NBA, the NBA who doesn't matter if two teams are ready to play. We're going to start the next round or the NHL, which is, I guess their difference is they usually consistently play every other day, right. but they wait for the whole round to be finished before they start the next round. Yeah, it's almost like the schedule set for the entire playoffs, right? So if everybody sweeps in the first round, the second round doesn't start for a week. Yeah, if it, just a, which I like. I like the fact to keep it that way. the The advantage in the NHL can't do this because the NBA, I believe, has a rule where they have to be the number one um team in that arena slash stadium slash whatever they're wherever they're playing yeah so like let's say the raptors and leafs were both supposed to play the raptors would get priority over the leafs if let's say the nba said we want them to play at three o'clock on a saturday and the nhl said oh no well we did so that's where the NBA has a huge advantage and can do that. They can bump because they can bump everybody out of there, right? Well, like Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> I, but I prefer the NHL. I, I do get that. The only thing I don't like about the NBA's is the is the sporadic scheduling where it's like, okay, you're playing on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. The NHL also did that for some reason. It happened in this Florida-Toronto series. Yeah, I just don't – like, Toronto's not going to play on a Saturday. That's so weird to me. I just don't get that. And, and like, L.A. and Edmonton had four days off between games five and six. It just – you know what I mean? Yeah, that's just kind of what I'm used to with the NBA because they did that. Because the NHL did it to to stack – let's say Tuesday. Oh, it's Monday. To stack Sunday to have a triple header. So right. then for the next few days, we only have like one, one game. game on. Yeah. Um, I guess that'll just say, yeah, for the NBA, they give their guys the proper rest is about all I, all I got. Load for, management. Yeah. We'll call it like when it comes to the conference finals, I think it should be every other day. Yeah. But I get it for the first couple rounds to give teams time off, except if you're done, if both the teams are done, you got to be ready to play the next round. Right. Like Denver, Denver Phoenix play game one as golden state plays game seven the next day. Like, shouldn't it be an advantage for you to sweep another team and get rest or at least have the uh, uh, um, option? Yeah. Like Philly that happened with right? Philly. Like, they swept say, Brooklyn and, yeah, let's time. Say f- and give Philly the option. Hey, do you want to play in two days or do you want to, because you know what? Sometimes like, yeah, or, superstars hurt we we'd like to have the four days off you know what i mean yeah i also think the i'm surprised the nba hasn't done this yet but the drafting your first round opponent instead of just by record right i think that would be well it also would be dangerous because then if you're the one seed and because if you're thinking about if you're looking at the teams that made the playoffs brooklyn would probably be the number one team you would want to face for sure 
That, uh, and then you're giving the uh, that other team whiteboard material right off the bat. They want to play us because that means they think they can beat us. Which, of course, every team thinks you can beat somebody. But I mean, it just makes it official. There's this. There's the little ego battle in there. Right. Uh, so our next pick aside will be: Should we measure greatness by championships? Which Giannis picked his side. Right. But next week we'll pick our side. Uh, that is all I've got. Let's get to the bad, good, and great. I didn't even change the episode number on the whiteboard. So it says 176. It's 177, though. Okay. Um, first one I'm going to go with is um, for the NHL, of course, the Boston Bruins out in the first round. So the, the where I'm going with this is I'm getting a little worried. Like, are teams really going to start to go, does the regular season mean that much? Should we start doing some load management like the NBA? Especially That's my concern. if you look at the last 10 President's Trophy winners, right. it was Chicago was the last team to do it, but everybody remember that was a 56-game season. Yes. So it almost like playoffs already. Yeah. Right? Hey, already, that's the Kinda. stretch run. Yeah. So anyway, that's my concern with that. So I put it in the bad. Um. <laughs> The the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays, um, here's an advantage they've got. Their crowds are so small that um, the teams can hear the pitch calm, so they can hear what pitch is coming because oh, it's wow. so quiet there. Didn't happen the last over the weekend because the Yankees weren't down and they had thirty thousand fans. But normally they don't have that. They only have ten to twelve. Yeah, that, that so that's how quiet it is. That cheating made me think of Evan Gaddis, who was on those Houston Astro teams, was on Twitter and was talk like was answering questions about the cheating, and basically they asked like, "Oh, could you hear the the bangs of the trash can?" He's they're like, "Yeah," and they're then they asked, "Did you know what pitch was coming in the ALCS against the Yankees?" And he's like, "Yeah, it was a backdoor cutter or backdoor slider, whatever it was." Right. Wow. So just. I mean, good on people who aren't on the Astros anymore that right. are just willing to call out that team. But yeah. I just think of, like, Bregman and Altuve. They still just sit there, those cheaters. Right. Uh, last one on the bad side. And I don't know if it's bad, but I, I'm going to put it as bad because, I, again, this kind of goes back to do teams care where they finish in the standings for the NHL, is um, the road teams have won, like, 34 out of 60 games or something like the, the whole if you're on the road it's an advantage that feels like right in these now. playoffs more than so ever. They've, they've already set a record for most wins by a road by road teams in the playoffs and we're only in the second round wow yeah so, like i don't think of home ice advantage is that big of a deal but it, it but it has advantages over every other sport so that's what i don't get like in other sports, you can't line match. You you don't get the you can't put your stick down last on a draw. Like there's lots of advantages you get for a home. Like in of course you get the crowd, but I mean other than that, like hockey has a lot of advantages that you can use, but it doesn't seem to help. No, <laughs> for whatever reason, just so. it's just the the randomness of hockey. Right, of chasing around a rubber a rubber whatever on i knife shoes right that is just that is just how unpredictable the sport is right um on the good side 
Um, we had our first fight between two six-to-goal scorers yeah. with Matthews and Stamkos. I don't think Matthews really wanted to fight, but I thought that was an interesting stat. Yeah, he just goaded, he just goaded him into that, and then I love John Cooper after. After Keith said, you know, the Lightning know how to play the refs, and John Cooper was like, what? What is he talking about? I don't I don't know what's happening. John Cooper is the best. He's like he just knows exactly like like these little winks to to the fans where he's right. like I'm not saying this, but I you know what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. Um and then the last part on the good side will would be um the Texas Rangers. I like their uh baseball uniforms and designs. They sometimes they'll wear it almost looks like Cooperalls. And they've got a new design. I don't know if you've seen the new, which is kind of real neat. It's not a T anymore. Like, I don't, I know it's, this is probably like a third jersey or something that they wear. I don't know if you've seen the it. The shape of the state, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It the shape of Texas? Inside, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, they they wore that against the Yankees, so I thought that was kind of cool. They're also the, one of the, I mean, I'm sure there's a few teams out there, but they just wear like blue and red as their like colors. Right. Which is just weird, where you think it's always opposite, one, right? One or the other, the other, but they're just both. Yes, exactly. They're yeah, they, and they've always been that. Um, on the great side, um, I don't know where Judge ended up, but he was at forty-five games uh, in a row where he got on base, and that included last year. Um, so I just thought I I don't know where he ended up. But uh, I just thought that was pretty cool. Shove that in your sixty-two home runs. That's right. Uh, Golden State, they've uh, now gone, I guess it'll be 20, no, they have to win tonight, uh, 28 series in a row where they got a win on the road. Hmm. Um, another great note here, the CFL made a deal with USA TV, so they'll be on American television when the season starts this year interesting yeah because they got to deal with the nfl right they got a partnership so they probably worked something out that way so again good for the cfl if they can get more you know publicity and maybe they get a couple more american teams back in there again that is the that was funny to look back at like baltimore or right one baltimore of the other stallions that are just in the canadian football league i mean it's also kind yep. of like plymouth or eerie one of those teams that are in the ontario hockey league even though they're in the u.s or even correct even the whl like portland and spokane that's right um alcaraz w wins again like he's won almost every tournament he's played in like he's gonna be he'll be the odds on favorite to win the french open i'm not gonna ask when it is this time because okay. it's always it's, it's coming up Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The end of May. Last week of May, first week in June. Oh. So a couple more uh, clay courts to go, but I would love to see him play Djokovic at some point in time because I don't even know if they've played. Wow, not even not even Nadal? I don't know if he's going to play, to be honest with you. His hip doesn't seem right. He hasn't played at all yet. So um, just a couple of other stats. Uh, the New York Islanders scored... Uh, Alcaraz currently plus 125 to win French Open. Djokovic plus 250. There you go. Then there's Nadal plus 480. And then a massive drop-off to After that. Tsitsipas, Sinner, Rune. Right. Not even Rude. Rune. Uh, New York Islanders, four goals in two minutes and 17 seconds are the four fastest goals in playoff history. 
That was against um, Carolina when they beat them 5-1. I was going to say, wasn't that like the more than they scored in the entire series or Pretty something much. like that? Pretty much. Um, Still not worried, though. Yankees currently on the IL, so Judge, Stanton, Donaldson, and they still have been um, the catcher. Oh, Rortefet. <laughs> but the, the pitchers, Rondon, Severino, Montes, uh, Trevino, Tommy, Scott, Efros, so I think he's out for the year still, right? No. And Gill. Um, here was an interesting stat. Head-to-head since 2010, um, Tampa Bay and the Yankees. 121 wins for the Yankees, 121 wins for Tampa Bay. Wow. 980 runs scored for the Yanks, 985 for Tampa Bay. Uh, 295 home runs to 297 for Tampa Bay. And 228 to 238 for batting average. Wow. So that's like... Pretty even rivalry. Even Steven right there for sure. I forget how... Call it a rivalry. Tampa just like hasn't been bad. They've just never been bad. Right. Since like 2008. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they were good in 2005. Did they win the World Series? 2007. Oh, that was the first time they were really good anyway. Lost to the Phillies. That's right. That's all I got for you. Nice. Um, That's that's all we've got for this episode. Do we stay? We got under two hours. Oh, there we go. We we stuffed a lot into that. Um, But yeah. Their next episode might be at a at a different location than at home. Okay. Depending on right. when we record. But okay. uh, yeah, that is that is all we've got. And besides that, we will see you next time.